You're telling yourself this story saying, I've failed the last three times because of these reasons, and I will continue to do that. I will follow this pattern. That's not right, and that is not accurate, but that is what we all do. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving break. I took all of last week off, which is why there was no Monday podcast. There was no Wednesday podcast. And that's on me, but I'm not apologizing. I needed the break. I wanted a little time off and I took it. I'm damn proud of it. And you know what? Let that be a message to all of you. Sometimes you have to completely shut off. That's how you recuperate. That's how you recover. And I did it and I don't feel bad about it. You should all do it too. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. So now I'm back. Let's dive into things, right? Just some important topics to get into. We're hitting a time of year where you're going to probably slow down your rhythm a little bit. You know, November, December tends to be a time of year where people maybe aren't applying to as many jobs. They're maybe cruising a little bit through the holidays. That's okay. But it's still an important time to get your mind straight around where you're going to be and clear up some of those areas, do a little bit of self-analysis and figure out things that maybe haven't been working for you that you can improve on, which is a great launching point for today's topic. So preamble a little bit, I've spent much of my career marveling at athletes and their ability to stay level in times of extreme pressure. Like you watch and you hear stories and you, and you read books and you read articles about how athletes perform in these top, top moments. And it is so impressive to me. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of ads for the Winter Olympics that are coming up in February, and I'm remembering that, you know, four years ago, the last Winter Olympics, I was watching the luge event, and I know nothing about luge, but you get into these random kind of Winter Olympic-y events that you only see once every four years, and I was way into luge for some reason. And I'm watching that, and, and they race four times. And all of their times count towards the final standings. There's no mulligans. There's no throwaways. There's no best three. It's four all four count. And even still, the difference between first and eighth place was tenths of seconds. Like, that's amazing how close and how thin that level of who is gold and who is eighth is. And and that's some of the mentality you bring to your job search too. If you're going through a lot of this process where you're looking for jobs and you're looking for internships and you're coming in eighth, You may be super close to that thing, but there's something that's holding you back. There's something that isn't quite there. There's some little extra 1% that you need. And I believe strongly that this time, this time of year, this November and December before you hit January is when you should be thinking about what is that extra 1%? What is that one extra thing? And to me, that nerves and that ability to kind of settle them and be ready in those moments is one of those things to be as authentic as possible during this process and overcoming some of those nerves. Again, I, I, I will fully admit I watch the Super Bowl and I get nervous. I get a pit in my stomach. I feel like my hands are shaking and I have nothing to do with the game. I don't understand how somebody can be out there doing what they do. Tom Brady is a god. That statement could stand in and of itself any time in history, but like in this moment, you're sitting there thinking, like, how does this guy do it? I always recount the story of Rick Ankeel. Um, if you don't know who he is, you can Google him and you can figure out who I'm talking about. Rick, Rick Ankeel was a top, top, top pitching prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals in the 90s. 
like top, like electric left-handed pitcher. And he hit the playoffs his rookie year. I think he went undefeated his rookie year. Like he only played half season or something like that, but he was like nine and zero going into the, the, uh, the playoffs postseason, And he couldn't find the plate. He lost it. Like not within five feet of the, of home plate. It was so hard to watch, but it was like the moment kind of broke him a little bit, that pressure, that moment. And that happens to a lot of people that aren't in like the world series, but that are just in a moment in front of somebody doing an interview in front of some, a panel on a video in a meeting. So this kind of kicked off what the topic was going to be today, because we got a really great, great question in from Jennifer in Portland, Oregon. And it really speaks to everyone out there listening, uh, no matter where you are in your career, no matter what type of jobs you're applying for, no matter where you're going, how to handle these nerves. Let's read her question. Hi, Brian. Love the podcast. I saw one of your videos on LinkedIn for your interview with Jason LaConfora, and I loved it. I can't believe I'm only just finding your show. I'm binge listening now, and it is so good. My question is a simple one. I've had three interviews in the last three months, but I bombed them each because of nerves. I just get tongue-tied and stumble, and I don't know how to stop it. Any ideas? Well, Jennifer, I have a lot of ideas here. Let's start out with the basics, okay? You have to get out of your head. Now, I know that's easier said than done, but let's just quantify this for a second. When you have, you even articulate it and you say, I've had three interviews, I failed all three. You are creating a narrative in your head that is going to be what you are from this point forward. You're telling yourself this story saying, I've failed the last three times because of these reasons, and I will continue to do that. I will follow this pattern. That's not right. And that is not accurate, but that is what we all do. We think we create these patterns and become something we can't break free of, that we can't get a different path on, but you can and you have to. So my goal for you out of this conversation is a couple of things. I want to give you some tactical advice. I want to give you some strategies. I want to give you some approaches, but I also want you to understand every experience, whether it's a job interview or anything you do in life, execute on it. Learn from what went right, what went wrong, analyze, and then put it away. Whether it's success or failure, follow the same process. If you have an extremely successful moment, and this is what people don't do enough, we only analyze our failures. We do something wrong, we look at it, we say, what did we do wrong? And we then try to course correct and move forward. And that's a good plan. You have to do the same thing with your successes. If you do something really well, learn from it, analyze it. What did you do special this time that made it work so well. Analyze that, move forward with that knowledge. That's not your problem right now. Your problem is getting rid of the past, getting rid of that previous narrative. And you have to clear your head from that. So I I do this a lot and I'm going to do it again, but people who've listened for a long time, and Jennifer, you're relatively new, so maybe you haven't heard me say this, but my favorite author is Ernest Hemingway. Love Ernest Hemingway. And, and I'm not a big quote guy. I'm not one that likes to cite things, put them up on my wall, say all these different quotes and, you know, whatever. That's just not my thing. But Ernest Hemingway has a quote and I live by it. He says, I'm paraphrasing because I can't do him justice and I'm not going to get it exactly right, but the, the spirit will come through. Um, if you have a problem, fix it. Identify the problem and fix it if you can. But don't spend any time worrying about it because worrying solves nothing. That's obviously way condensing what he said. But the point is, sitting around worrying, clutching your pearls, concerned that the next thing is going to be a failure, that does nothing for you. That solves nothing. That does nothing. If you're going to do anything, take action. Identify the problem. 
fix the problem. Focus on that. In your instance, identify what went wrong. What was it? Were you not prepared enough? Were you not uh, in the right mental state? We'll get into some of these things. But if you weren't those things, let's figure out how to solve it. Okay, so let's get into some actual things you should do. Generally speaking, most people, when they're going into a situation that makes them nervous, and this could be a public speaking engagement, this could be an, a job interview like you're talking about, this could be an onstage moment, whatever it is, they try to script out and memorize answers so that you can rehearse, prepare, get into a comfortable groove, and just push this out. And that sounds great in theory. And you may have even read that in some ebook somewhere about how you should read the 50 most common questions and prepare exactly what you'd say and script them out and be ready to go. The problem is that doesn't actually work in practice. And it actually makes you more uncomfortable because you aren't able to course correct when things go off your schedule. And guess what? They're never going to go according to your schedule. You don't know what question somebody's going to ask. So if they ask you a question and you're sitting there trying to think through what is my scripted response, you're going to have a stumble moment and then you're off track right away. And then the wheels start to come off and then you're tumbling down the hill and things are falling apart. This happens. I see this so often. And I can tell when somebody's super scripted. You can't script out and memorize your answers. You can't be that rigid during an interview because you can only be that rigid when something is going to be exactly as you expect it to be. If you are in a play and you have lines or if you're an actor and you have lines, rehearse them, be ready, memorize, go. Totally fine. This is not something you control. You don't know what the other person is going to ask you. You don't know how they're going to ask you, what little variable they're going to throw on it, how they're going to switch things up a little bit, what order they're going to ask them in. You don't know those things. So you cannot be scripted. I have done hundreds of interviews where somebody I can tell right away, super scripted, super robotic. And so what I would do if this was happening, if I asked somebody a question, I felt like they were being way, way, way too robotic. I would ask them something way off the cuff, way out there, because I just wanted to see how they could read and react right? Um, I'd ask, what was your favorite class in school and why? What's the best sports event you'd ever been to? You ever drunk Baileys from a shoe? (laughs) When did you decide you wanted to work in sports? Just throw something completely random out there and see if they could adjust and and read and react. And most of the time they they couldn't because they were so focused and so regimented on some sort of script they had created in their head. I didn't ask them to trip somebody up. I was just trying to loosen them up, but it never really worked that way. Usually what I saw was that they weren't able to handle themselves in this environment. So instead, the game plan you should go in with is maybe you write some things down that can help trigger memories in your mind to help keep it sharp, but you don't want to memorize. Bullet point things, refresh things in your mind, go through certain stories, Get some ideas in your head that can work in certain environments, but not an exact script. Because the moment you forget something, even if they ask you the exact right question, you're like, oh my gosh, I am so prepared for this. And you start talking and you get a little bit off your script and you're like, wait, that wasn't exactly how I wanted to say it. Oh no, it turns into the snowball effect and you can't correct and you end up just like stumbling your way through everything. So You need to know the information about yourself. You need to kind of have bullet points. You have to recount those experiences. We'll get into that in a second. Um, And you have to be able to pull those out in stories. So know these stories about yourself. 
Know these things that you've experienced, but don't script and rehearse exactly. Get the feeling and the vibe for a story. Get the key points you want to hit, but don't script and memorize. Okay. The other thing that that does, if you script, you don't sound genuine. You don't sound authentic. And I know that word gets overused a lot, this authenticity. It's a good word. That's why it gets overused. If you come off robotic in an interview, if you come off less than authentic and genuine, like you are scripted, like I don't script, I don't rehearse anything. I don't read from a script or anything like that. I am feeling this moment with you right now. And I hope you get an authentic vibe because it is real. That's what I want you to give off when you're in interviews as well. Okay. The right kind of preparation is important. This is the next point I'd like to make. If you haven't looked at your resume for a while, or if you haven't gone through your previous experiences, I want you to do that. And that sounds like, wait, why, why do I need to study myself? Because you need to familiarize yourself with it and what you've done. Many interviewers are going to feed off of your resume for their first couple questions. Oh, I see you worked at CNN Sports Illustrated. What was that experience like for you? Well, summarize your work experience for me. You know, these are the kind of questions they're going to throw out. You need to be really able to be familiar with that so you can talk about these experiences. So if you go through your resume and you think about what are those positive and big moments you had at each one of these roles and be able to have a story you can tell and pull from all of those you will be in a much better position because really interviews are about storytelling. It's about letting them see the way you translate experiences into action and what you see and identify as those important moments over your career, your ability to craft that into something that makes somebody interested and want to listen. I like to use this analogy sometimes. Famous chefs have master recipes. Now, master recipes doesn't mean that it's something that's been refined and passed down over the years. What it means is it's like a base recipe actually, but they call it a master because so it is so t- perfect. It's a, you know, a, they have a master piece that they create and then there's 30 variations off of that one base recipe that can turn into 30 other things, but it all starts with this foundation. This master recipe it is the master for all these other pieces that they may be creating. That's what famous chefs do. You need to have that same kind of thought process for each one of your jobs. Each experience is a master recipe. It's a foundation for the stories you can tell, the experiences you can let be known. If you go through this process of reviewing your resume, remembering those key moments, thinking about those experiences and how they dovetail into different things, you'll be able to answer a multitude of questions with these master recipes. Just a little tweaking, and you can start to handle questions on job achievements, questions on leadership, questions on your work ethic, your passion, your loyalty, all coming from reviewing your master resume and that master recipe, but in your resume um, and being ready for any type of question uh, that might be asked. They're going to ask you to pull from experiences. So make sure you refresh them and know them. That's smart prep. Now let's talk next level smart prep. What else gives you confidence? Confidence comes from being prepared. So not only prepared about yourself, now you have to be, we just talked about being prepared in yourself and your story, but what about being prepared for them and who they are? If you're going into a test and you're in, you're in college and you are studying something, you have a test coming up. If you study and you prepare and you get ready for things, you're going to feel much more comfortable going into that event. The same process happens when you're getting into an interview. The more prep you do, the more research you do into how they make money, 
um, what they're, where they're in the news most recently, understand the job description inside and out, reading current articles, figuring out um, how their corporate structure is aligned. The more you know these things going into an interview, the less likely you will be nervous and intimidated because you're going to have this confidence, this underlying confidence that you know exactly what's expected of you in this moment when you get in there. Now, the final tip that I want to give you, if you are a naturally, two things actually, if you're a naturally nervous person, right, you're one of those people that gets overwhelmed in these moments and you're just not really, really sure um, how you're going to perform, how you're going to act, the best thing you can do is actually load up your schedule leading up to it. So if you've done all your prep work, you've got yourself ready to go, you've researched into yourself, you understand the job description, you know what's going on. The worst thing you can do is have a wide open day beforehand where all you're doing is sitting around thinking about it. The more you can schedule things into your schedule so that you are busy and active and your mind is active and occupied, you are going to spend less time Getting into this head for space where you're thinking that you're, you're going to mess up, it's not going to go well, you're going to make a, you know, you're, you're getting into a pattern of nervousness. So load up your schedule and then get on and get ready to go where you're not thinking about all those things that could go wrong. And the final point I want to make is understanding and yourself and building your own personal routine. I have read a lot about athletes and their mental preparation and all of them build routines uh, snowboarder Jamie Anderson literally hugs a tree before each race because it helps her feel grounded. Michael Phelps visualizes everything that could go wrong and figures out how he would respond to it so nothing feels unprepared. Mac Jones has breathing techniques he utilizes on the sidelines. We can go through a lot of these things, but knowing yourself, understanding if you need meditation, if you need to listen to music, whatever makes you feel in the zone, do it. I had a friend who was a really, really great public speaker, but if you asked her, she would tell you that she is a bundle of nerves and she's not comfortable at all in this environment. So I pushed a little further and I said, well, how do you prepare? How do you get yourself to this point of being ready to perform? She said that she studied herself and she understand there were two things she had massive anxiety about. One was that she would throw up on stage. Like she literally had a fear that she was going to throw up on stage. That was her big anxiety dream. And then the other one was that she would get up there and she would lose her voice. So she knew these were the two things that really made her feel nervous before any public speaking event. So what did she do? She identified the problem and she tried to solve it. Her routine, her plan became that she ate a banana. This is a literal, this is an actual story from someone that I interviewed as part of this podcast. She ate a banana 15 minutes before she went on stage because that helped her settle her stomach, right? So that at least mentally, even if it's a placebo effect, that made her feel like she wasn't going to get nauseous and throw up on stage. And then she also drank a glass of warm water before she went out because that settled her vocal cords and she felt like she was not going to lose her voice and she was ready to speak. Now, again, this could totally be a placebo effect, but she understood why she felt nervous and she did something about it. So if you're feeling nervous getting into job interviews and you're not showing off your best and you're not doing your best, identify what those feelings are. Start to think about what it is that makes you feel uncomfortable and unnatural and try to come up with a plan that you can attack with that. So to summarize, Jennifer, to your question, Get it out of your head that you're going to fail. That's not going to help you, right? Just get those past experiences in the rearview mirror and focus towards the future. Don't script or memorize answers. That'll get you too robotic and you're not going to be able to course correct if something goes wrong during the interview. The more research you do leading up to the event will make you feel more comfortable, just like taking a test in school. If you studied, you feel more comfortable. If you don't study, you feel like you're going to fail and the nerves come out. 
Fill your schedule leading up to the interview so you're not having a lot of time to get like in your own head. Less downtime means less stress time. Build a routine for yourself and then really lean into those things that are your triggers and come up with little solutions that can help you along the way. Jennifer, I hope that helps you get started on this uh, and, and kick off your next interviews in the right way. Coming up on Wednesday, Sean Deloney, Assistant Director of Content for the Phoenix Suns. This is an amazing interview. I was going to wait till January to run it because... I mean, January tends to be a big month for us. But as soon as I conducted this interview with Sean, I was like, we got to get this one out there because this is a really, really great conversation. So tune into that on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to everybody. 